I came to this spring, I said, Lord God of my master Abraham, please make my trip successful. Look, I am sitting by this spring of water. I will wait for a young woman to come out to get water. Then I will say, please give me water from your jar to drink. say, drink this water. I will also get water for your camels. By this I will know the Lord has chosen her for my master's son. Before I finished my silent prayers, Rebecca came out of the city. She had a, her water jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and got water. I said, Please give me a drink. She quickly lowered the jar from her shoulder. She said, Drink this. I will also get water for your camels. So I drank. Then she gave water for my camels also. Then I asked her, Who is your father? She answered, My father is Bethuel. Bethuel. Right? Son of Milka. Son of Milka. And Nora. Nayor. Then I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms. At the time at that time I bowed my head and thanked the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham. I thanked him. Because he led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother. For his son, now tell me, will you be kind and truthful so to my master? And if not, tell me so. Then I will know what to, I should do. The word of the Lord. Thanks to you, O God. The Lord is kind and shows me mercy. He does not become angry. Quickly is full of love. The Lord is good to everyone. He is merciful to all he has made. The Lord, the Lord, everything you have made will praise to you. Those who will belong to you, belong to you, bless you. They will then everyone will know about what powerful things you do. We, they will know about the glory and majesty of your kingdom. Your kingdom will continue forever, and you will be king from now on. The Lord will keep his promises with love and take care of all of us. Then may the Lord help us.
as you are able for the reading of the gospel. Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. Then Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of, Lord of heaven and earth. I praise you because you have hidden these things from the people who are wise and smart. For you have shown them to those who are like little children. Yes, Father, this is what you really wanted. My Father has given me all things. No one knows the Son, only the Father knows the Son. And no one knows the Father. Only the Son knows the Father. And the only people who will know about the Father are those whom the Son chooses to tell. Come to me, all of you who are tired and have heavy loads. I will give you rest. Accept my yoke and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. The yoke that I ask you to accept is easy. The yoke that I give to you, carry, is not heavy. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and all of our young ones can come forward for our children's message. All right, guys. How's it going? Good. So, all four of you were at our youth group yesterday, right? What did we talk about? Someone raise your hand. Wants to tell me. Riley was first. Um. Abraham and the son of the son. Yeah, so we talked about Abraham and his son Isaac, and we talked about how Abraham wanted to be a grandpa, a grandpa, yeah? And so who helped Abraham to find a wife for Isaac? His um, helper. Yeah, his helper, his servant. And so when the servant went to go searching for this lady, he ended up searching for a really long time, right? Yeah, and then he ends up at this spring of water. What does he do? He prays. <laughs> he prays. He prays. What does he pray for? Do you want to tell us, Emily? For the lady to just walk by. For her to walk by, and what else? For a sign. For a sign, yeah. Because what was really awesome about Abraham's servant? He trusted God. He yeah, he trusted God and he wouldn't give up. And so, what are some really good ways that we trust God? We pray and sometimes they, they come true. We pray and sometimes those prayers happen. God answers our prayers in a way that we understand and recognize. And sometimes God answers our prayers a little bit differently, too. Does God always hear our prayers? No, oh, he, he doesn't always answer them, but he hears them. Yes. <laughs> oh, well... So one thing that we're going to be talking about today is Jesus praying to God. And in Jesus' prayer, he talks about a yoke. Does anybody know what a yoke is? I'm going to let Brady, because he hasn't talked to me. He actually read the words. So. A yoke is something you put on the shoulders of like cattle. Yeah, and so it, it's a big piece of wood, right, Riley? Me and Brady first thought that a yoke was the egg yoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's spelled differently. 
It'd be pretty funny if you put. Like, like this in the middle of an egg. That looks like an egg, yeah. I was actually gonna say in the middle of an egg. Yeah, that'd be a pretty funny thing to have on your shoulders, huh? Yeah, yeah be eagle, right? <laughs> and gooey. So, what are some things that we carry on our shoulders? Backpacks. We, we carry all of our stuff in our backpacks on our shoulders, right? And so, maybe a little bit more metaphorical. What's some stuff that's in our minds that we might ask God for help for that we carry in our, you know, in ourselves? Help on um, uh, carrying um, uh, a heavy backpack. Yeah. So. Yeah, he did help you out with that one. So, when we were talking yesterday, what were the kinds of things that we, like, what were the kinds of things that we trusted God for in our prayers? We talked about sometimes when people hurt our feelings, right? We talked about what else? What were some things we asked for help for from God? Yeah, so traveling safely for safe travels and for water parks, too. That's an important one, right? Yeah. And for staying overnight. And for staying overnight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great Wolf Lodge. Me, what? and Ray. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. And then a few weeks and my fam, my whole family is going to Wow, so there's a lot of traveling. So are you guys going to be praying a lot for your travels? Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm running my yeah. Yeah. Well, so sometimes when we are really sort of worried or stressed out about stuff, sometimes it's because of stuff we did too, right? Like, have you ever said something mean to somebody and then felt really, really bad about it later? Yeah. Maybe sometimes. Or have you ever told a lie or and then got caught and realized, oh, we really probably shouldn't have done that, huh? Well. So when Jesus is talking about this yoke, this big piece of something on our shoulders, he's talking about those times when we mess up and we really get hurt. And you know what Jesus says? What, is, what do you think he gives us instead of our hurts and our worries? God's love. God's love. Yes. Good job. That's always a good answer for any children's sermon, right? Well, so what did we make yesterday in our youth group? We made pray. Pray, pray journals. Prayer journals, yeah. So this one was mine. Pretty, I pretty beautiful. And so in it, because we were talking about one really good way to trust God more is to pray more, right? And one way to pray more is to have a prayer journal so we can write all that down. Well, you know what's really fun about prayer journals? You get to decorate them. And you can decorate your pages inside of them, too. And so I got these stickers for you guys. And they say God is love and hope, and they have rainbows on it. And each of you can take a few, actually. I've got lots. And I want you to take those home, and when you write your prayers down, when you're praying to God, I want you to put these in your prayer journal to remember that God gives you love and forgiveness, and that God is always there for you. Will you give me some I'll take these two. I'm the water. You'll take me to the water park with you. Good. Good. Well, would you guys be okay with praying with me? Yeah. Okay, repeat after me. Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. 
Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for teaching us about your love. About your love. And for taking. And for taking all the heavy stuff. All the heavy stuff off of our shoulders. Off of our shoulders. And giving us love instead. And giving us love instead. Amen. Amen. And we won't scream our amens today, right? <laughs> okay, well, you guys can go ahead and turn back to your seats. Thank you so much. So, in our gospel reading today from the book of Matthew, Jesus is praying. He's praying to God the Father. And Jesus begins by thanking God and praising God. But this thanks and praise actually has a tinge of annoyance to it. I know, we usually think of Jesus as being super patient and gentle and kind and all of the things that he talks about in our text, but hear me out. Just before the words Brady read so well in Matthew 11, starting at verse 16, Jesus goes on a long, frustrated rant. He complains and grumbles and shouts because the people he has been ministering to aren't responding the way he expected. Just before our reading, he's scolding every single city he's gone to because instead of recognizing the Son of God was there with them or instead of witnessing his miracles of healing and proclaiming from the rooftops that he is there to bring the new kingdom to them, instead of listening to his words of love and freedom, they are still rejecting Jesus. For so many people, it appears as though their lives haven't changed. They are still putting their trust in themselves in their own wisdom or intelligence, in their own understanding of their world. They just can't seem to recognize what's going on around them. People just don't get it, and so Jesus spends 10 verses complaining about it loudly. And then comes our text today. And now, we're sort of in the mindset of understanding where Jesus is at. We're hearing him as being frustrated and a little disappointed, and he's talking to God, he's praying to God the Father, and Jesus says this, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I praise you because you have hidden these things from the people who are wise and smart. But you have shown them to those who are like little children. Yes, Father, this is what you really wanted. I hear a little bit more sarcasm, a little bit more frustration, a little bit more annoyance coming from Jesus here. But there is a space for thanks and praise and hope amid the frustration. In his frustration, instead of continuing to be angry and ranting, he prays, and although there might be some sarcastic undertones, I can, I can sense them pretty well, Jesus is reframing this rejection and his pain and tries to see what God is doing in it. Of course, the wise and smart people don't get it. Of course, they rely on themselves and their own wisdom and even ignore what they have seen with their own eyes. Of course, many of them don't understand, don't change, don't turn towards Jesus or put their trust in him. And so Jesus gives thanks to God for hiding these things from those who are wise and smart. And he praises God that he has been revealed to those who are like little children. And the actual translation from the Greek is not just little children, it's infant or baby. Thank you, God, the people who follow me, whose lives are changed by me, who trust in me, are like little babies. Jesus says that these things are shown, and by these things he means his ministry, God's power. These things are Jesus' healing, his forgiveness, his love, and his mercy. And Jesus says that they are shown to those who are like babies, because babies are the opposite of those who are wise and smart. 
And it's not that babies are naive and dumb, although, I mean, they're babies, but I will say I think that Hadley might be the smartest of all three Marvels. Just saying. I know you're so cute. But what Jesus is getting at here is that in all of the knowledge that babies have, whether that just be how to sleep or how to eat, or maybe a few things more as they get older, and all that knowledge, the one thing that babies really know how to do well is trust. Yesterday, with our Small Seeds Youth Group, we focused on that story from Genesis, on Abraham's servant trusting that God would guide him, looking for a sign, raising up his questions to God in prayer. We talked about trusting God with our troubles, about trusting our troubles to God with prayer, and trust doesn't come easily for most of us. Many of us have been hurt or misled, and sometimes we just feel like it's easier to trust in ourselves, to rely on ourselves just to get anything done. And so how do most of us trust? Like wise and smart people, most of us don't. We want facts, we want evidence, we want to have a reason to give our trust to someone or something. But how should we trust? How does Jesus want us to trust? Like babies. Babies trust their parents, will care for them, will do everything for them, will guide them and teach them. This is a wholly reliant trust that babies have with their caregivers. And they don't really know anything else. Here's an example of this. Babies have something called the Moro reflex. This is the reflex that if a baby is falling or if they feel like they're falling or if they just have a moment where something might be happening, their arms shoot out really fast suddenly. And in theory, it's so that someone can grab them quickly or easily or somehow they can brace themselves when they fall. But it's a pretty startling sight the first two times we saw Hadley lying comfortably in her bassinet, soundly sleeping, suddenly go, wah! <laughs> but something that we've noticed, although she responds to this reflex a lot when she's sleeping, at least a few times a day, if she's asleep in our arms, it doesn't happen. If she's sleeping in our arms, that reflex just doesn't occur. She never feels like she's falling. There's no innate thing that's happening. As a little baby, even when she's asleep, she trusts that we've got her. That's how Jesus wants us to trust him. A holy, reliant trust. And yes, Jesus wants us to trust him with our troubles, to lift our needs and our worries and our fears up to God in prayer, like Abraham's servant in Genesis. But Jesus also wants us to trust our burdens with him, our heavy loads, our yoke. And the kids did such a good job of telling us what a yoke is, because when Brady was practicing yesterday, I asked him, and both him and Riley were like, oh, the stuff in the egg! And like, well, not quite. And, but it is this big wooden piece that hangs over the necks of oxen or cattle, and it's tied to them and then tied to a cart that they pull. It is a heavy burden. And when Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are tired or weary, as many of us know the translation, and have heavy loads, Jesus is talking about all of us who are holding heavy yokes, heavy burdens on our shoulders. And when Jesus says, accept my yoke, my yoke is easy, the yoke I give you to carry is not heavy, Jesus is implying that we are already yoked to something. We already have a yoke on our shoulders, and Jesus wants to replace it with something light, with something easy. And we carry so much in our shoulders, right? Our stress, our worries, our fears. We can carry all of those things in our bodies. But the yoke that we carry, the thing that we are tied to, the heavy burden that holds us back, quite simply, it's sin. And when you really boil it down, sin is one of three things. It's failure to love people, 
failure to love ourselves, and our failure to love and trust God. That's sin. It's a failure to follow the greatest commandments, which sum up all the commandments. In Matthew 22, Jesus says that the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor, to love and care for other people, and we fail at that. Part of it might be worry or anxiety. Maybe it's our own self-righteousness sometimes. Maybe it's a fear of the unknown, fear of people who live lives so unrecognizable to us. Or maybe it's just the reality that as individuals, sometimes we just can't help a person in need and even when we know we should. Or maybe it's that you said or even thought just something negative or untrue or plain gossipy and you realize that if the person knew that you had said that, it would deeply hurt them. Maybe it was selfishness or insensitivity that provoked it. Maybe it was actually that reality that sometimes, as people, we can be mean and cruel. And we feel the yoke of this burden on our shoulders, of this failure to follow God's commandments. Jesus tells us he will replace it. And in Matthew 22, when Jesus describes the second commandment, he makes sure to say, love your neighbor as yourself. Which means that God calls us to love ourselves, to love and care for ourselves as beloved children of God, and we are always failing at that. I know I am. And this might not be just in taking care of ourselves physically, but emotionally, spiritually, valuing ourselves and our gifts. This might be when we put ourselves down, the pain that we might feel in perfectionism, the heartache in not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with others or to ask for help when we really, really need it. And when we feel this yoke of this burden, of this failure on our shoulders, Jesus tells us that he will replace it. And before all of these, when Jesus is asked what the greatest commandment is, he says it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. It is to trust God with everything, a holy, reliant trust. And we fail at that often. We let our anxiety or our worries take over us. We forget to pray, to reach out, to look for signs or help or comfort, we forget about God. And yes, there is plenty to worry about, and feeling anxious or worried about our world or about people we love isn't sinful. It's when we lose those worries to ourselves and we forget about God, we separate ourselves from God in them. It's when we let fear tear us from the hope we can find in Jesus, the hope of healing, the hope of reconciliation, the hope of new life. Like babies, we are called to trust that God has us, that we will not fall. And when we feel the yoke of this burden on our shoulders, of this failure, Jesus tells us that he will replace it. We are yoked, tied to, carrying our sin, our failures, and these are heavy weights on our bodies and on our hearts. And then there's Jesus, who knows that we consider ourselves to be wise and smart, who knows that we fail, that we sin, that we are burdened with all of these things. And Jesus knows that it's not in just a childlike, but a baby-like trust that we are free. Jesus takes our sin, our failure, our burdens, Jesus takes all of this off of our shoulders and replaces it with the love and forgiveness and mercy that Jesus brings us when he is yoked to the cross for our sin and for the sin of the world on the cross, Jesus takes our yoke, takes our sin, and in his resurrection, in his rising from the dead, he turns our yoke into one of love. For us to carry love on our shoulders, for us to be tied to mercy, for us to be yoked to forgiveness. And Jesus tells us to take this yoke, take this love, take this forgiveness, and learn from me. 
Jesus says, accept my yoke and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in spirit. Jesus calls us to learn how to respond to love with love. Jesus calls us to find his gentleness in ourselves so that we can share this love and with gentleness towards other people. Jesus wants us to be a little bit different in the way that we share mercy with those we meet. Jesus calls us to learn from him a gentleness so that you can actually treat yourself with a little bit of gentleness. To love and care for yourself so that you can love and care for others. Jesus calls us to find humility in ourselves so that we can trust God in the midst of our fears and our anxieties so that with humble hearts we can trust our troubles to God in prayer. And even when in all of this we fail at trust, when a childlike or a baby-like trust is just too hard for us to manage, Jesus still gives thanks to God for us. Whether we are the wise and smart people who can't see what God is doing, or we are like babies with a holy, reliant trust, Jesus praises God for each and every one of us, and Jesus still takes our yoke of sin, and Jesus still gives each and every one of us a yoke of forgiveness, of mercy, and of love. Jesus says, come to me. Let me take that off your shoulders. Let me give you something light and easy. Come to me. Let me give you forgiveness. Let me show you how much you are loved. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.